Welcome to the show designed to help guys feel better, look better, and perform better. Hosted by Dr. Asandra of New Mail Medical Center and Frank Kramer from 95.5 KLOS. This podcast answers some of the tough questions about male wellness and makes men's health a priority. Welcome to Priority Mail. Episode 2, Priority Mail. I'm Frank Kramer. There's Dr. Asandra over there. What's up, Doc? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good to see you again. Uh, the first one was so much fun to do, and uh, we discussed the issues that men really uh, do care about, and we ask uh, the listeners of the podcast if they want had any questions, they can just email uh, their question to PriorityMailPodcast at gmail.com, and we do have a question. All right. Great. Uh, the question being, uh, I have a question for your men's health podcast. Yeah, I know that. That's why we have it here. Uh, I'm 51. And put on about 45 pounds in the last six years or so. I've noticed that my sex drive is totally gone. If I lose weight, will that bring it back? Robert. Bring the what back? Sorry. The, the, um, the, the sex drive, uh, will that bring libido. it back? Just, yeah, absolutely. just losing think, the weight itself. I think losing the weight, just getting healthier in general is going to help bring it back. And start when you start losing those fat stores, especially, you can really boost up your hormones and everything. You start putting on more muscle. So yeah, it will help it. Uh, it depends on how, how far gone he is, but I'm sure he's, I mean, definitely will help when you lose, especially around the midsection. It's really going to help you. 45 pounds in the last six years. That's, that's, that's quite a bit. So it sounds to me like this guy doesn't have the motivation Part of it, I think, and if you think about it, he's the past six years, he was probably around 45. That's when our hormones really start declining. And if you, you know, if we can get those hormones back in him, that's he's going to get that motivation back. And sometimes you need that jump start just to kind of kick yourself in the butt and get you going again. Yeah, I, I like that the jump start because um, when I hit 45, probably the same time where I was just like, uh, you know, going to the gym is just harder and harder and harder yep. to do. And then when I went to see you and got the, the pellets put in, uh, the motivation did come back. I remembered what it felt like to be in my 20s and going to the gym was pleasant. Right. As opposed to dreading it. I think it was more of a letdown because you go to the gym and you try to think you're going to recover or you're going to lift the same mm -hmm. amount that you used to. And then you don't. And you're looking around at everybody, like the younger guys who are. And yeah. it's like, and then you don't see the results as fast. You don't recover as fast. And you're like, this is not working. It's more embarrassing Yep. than helping me. And then you dread going to the gym when you're sore, right? And you don't want to do that. And part of it is that motivation. I think 90% is just getting off your ass and getting to the gym. But sometimes, guys, when your hormones are low, you don't feel like doing that. And so by replacing that safely, you kind of get that back. And some guys even tell me, Doc, I go to the gym all the time. I've plateaued. I can't lose the weight. I had the same strength I had before, and I just can't go beyond. I've been there for a year and my trainer has been with me. And then once we get them on the hormones, like they break past that plateau, they start looking better. They start losing the weight again, getting the muscle tone, energy gets better and strength goes up. Yeah. Once you start feeling better about yourself, you're, you mentally feel better. And then that, uh, affects every part of your life. Absolutely. Whether your confidence at work or mm -hmm. just your relationship or your interpersonal relationships with your friends and coworkers and just everything else is just better. You just become a better person. Now, what I've Notice, because I said I didn't remember what it was like to be 20 until I felt the testosterone right. again. Is that I don't know why it's God's little trick that He gives you all the testosterone that you need uh -huh. when you when you're not mature enough to handle, handle it in it. your brain. Yeah. But then at 45, when you get it, mm -hmm. you have the mature brain with the testosterone you had in your 20s, so you can handle it. You can handle it then. Right? You know what I mean? You're not yeah, doing yeah. crazy things with your wiener now. <laughs> You think with the right head. Yeah, when, when, you, when, you were, when you were young and your testosterone was coming in and you were 15, yeah. you know, 
your you did crazy things with your penis, right, Eric? Right. Oh yeah, I've told the story on the Frosty Eddie and Frank show where I had sex with a teddy bear once. Oh nice! Because there was a tear in it, and I thought mm, my wiener might feel good in that, and it did. And that was testosterone based, right? Yes, Do you think the motivation behind yeah. that? I think so. I have kind of a personual question since sure. you're here. This is super personal, but I'm just going to More ask than having it. sex with a teddy bear? Yeah, wow. it actually is, because it has to do with aging, and it has to do with testosterone. I'm very curious, I'm talking for a friend, when you get older, does your volume decrease? Is that a natural thing? Are you talking about your sperm load volume? <laughs> yeah, uh, my sperm load, vo- or my friend's sperm load volume. Do you find that that decreases over the course of time? I, I think it can in some guys, but I think it also has to do with how healthy you are too, right? If mm. you have better blood flow to certain areas, you're going to produce more. If you're hydrated, you're going to produce more. If you have better hormone levels, you're going to produce more. Uh, but then you you know, you know, see in some videos where guys just spraying it everywhere. Yeah, that I think stuff, that everybody wants that, well, right? there's little tricks to that too. You know, they, there's certain things that you can eat and, and certain medications that you can be on to actually increase that, that we actually use to help guys get their sperm levels back for fertility. So anything. I'm not the only one that has this question. This is something that guys think about. And so you're like want. a two drop guy. Well, I'm not a two drop guy, but I I feel like over the course of time that I used to be like, look, I can hit that over there, Ding! and I, I just that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and maybe you're a little out of shape. I mean, once you I get am. better shape, right? Yeah, and I always tell guys this: you want to increase your testosterone levels naturally. Start doing more leg workouts. We always go to the gym, right? And guys are always focused on. Let me look good in my muscles and upper body because that's where you see the results but they always neglect legs anything you can do to increase blood flow below the waist is going to increase blood flow to that thing as well hmm. so wow. and you get better erections you get better uh you know, stamina etc etc and then you know, Even while doing squats, you get better erections yeah. doing squats. You got, so you got to face the wall when you do, do it. Do I have to do that abductor machine, though? <laughs> open, close, open, close. I got a personal question for you, which is uh, because I've been back in the gym and uh, and working hard and doing a lot of, of heavy leg stuff, feeling like you know the testosterone's helped me be wiser about what I'm what I'm working out on. Like I said, back then in the day, right. 20s, it was all the curlies for the girlies. Got to get the biceps. Yep. But now I'm just trying to be overall healthy and if you know if we were going to go do a, a mud run or something right now I could handle it I'm not going to you know be yeah. vomiting on the sidelines but as I'm doing a lot heavier stuff with my legs mm-hmm. I noticed my testicles will mm-hmm. rise mm-hmm. and almost disappear in the scrotum where I'm like I got I got to put <laughs> I got to push them back down I'm like really what if I'm doing like a heavy heavy deadlift or something like that and I don't know if it's cuz I'm I'm tightening my core and the muscles so. are pulling yeah. everything together it's like not used to doing that sure sure that yeah, I'm like, dang, I gotta push my balls back out. Wow, is that balls normal? Attraction. I don't know about that, Frank. <laughs> Fuck, I think, I think that's just that. you. <laughs> I don't, just that doesn't me? happen to me. It's <laughs> never happened. You ever heard about this guy saying, "Hey, man, my balls are disappearing"? Is that problem? Yeah, your balls retract. Uh, maybe, maybe I've heard it a couple times, but wow, is it a core thing? I'm figuring. I think it's, it's probably core. core. It's, it's, it's bringing you when you think about it, your balls retract. That's part of like your your balls can be kind of cold and they want to be warm to keep that optimal temperature your, your body brings your balls back up towards the body to kind of keep the the sperm healthier right and so i don't know maybe it's maybe you need to wear are you wearing shorts you wear not you free balling it yeah i'm no, i'm wearing i'm wearing shorts okay. of course underwear too <laughs> <Yeah>. and, and, <laughs> and underwear. underwear yes i'm wearing shorts Just making sure and underwear but okay. uh, well yeah i'll have to come by and let you look at them or something sure i'll be happy to frank <laughs> yeah um well he's here right now oh well get on over here no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Another uh, question is uh, basically this is for well, this is Johnny Icebox. He's uh, one of our What's producers up, here. Hey Doc, how's it going? Nice to meet you, Johnny. Nice to meet you. Now, sure. um, Eric and Johnny are kind of in the same position because uh, Eric just had uh, a son. He's got a little girl who's three years old, and he's got a son who's just just newborn. And uh, the opposite is true for Johnny. He had the boy first, and he okay. just found out that he's going to have a little girl. Congrats! And, Thank yeah, you. Awesome Congrats. news. But and I have uh, a boy and a girl as mm-hmm. well. And usually when you have the set, you think about, all right, we're not going to have any more. We're not going to go chasing uh, a gender. Right. We have our perfect set, so we're going to stop now. So both these guys are considering getting vasectomies. Oh. oh my wife is considering it. Not me. All right. Johnny's scared of it. But as far as like, uh, like the, if someone who already had a vasectomy mm-hmm. and getting testosterone... Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any kind of uh, correlation, correlation there no, at all? I don't think so, and it's not gonna it's not gonna reduce your testosterone levels or anything like that whatsoever. Um, now, now that you bring it up, evolutionary wise, they say men's testosterone kind of drops after you have a, a child, a baby, and estrogen levels kind of go up a little bit. And the reason behind that is they think it's more of a that way you become more maternal because a caveman would go hunt back in the days, right? But once you have a child, you need to be more maternal and more protective. So they notice that some guys are testosterone levels do kind of decrease. Yeah, I've noticed the Eric's breasts are coming in nicely. There you yes, go. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> breast At least now. someone's noticed. My wife sure has. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> I was worried about that, that when I got the vasectomy, that somehow because the sperm isn't, is it not even being created at that point or is it just dying it's, in my It's being testicles? created. It just can't come out of you. Okay. So there's they're no just going, no, I'm dying. Yeah, there's no tunnel for it to go out of. I mean, there's no tube. So, but that has no effect on my testosterone whatsoever. It should not have effect on your testosterone whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt, right? Um, I don't know. I've heard different stories from different guys. They tell me some say it does hurt a little bit. Some guys say it's nothing. Just find a good doctor for it. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody had, you know, got a vasectomy back in the 30s and they're thinking about calling you now for uh-huh. the pellet, uh, you know, pellet therapy mm. treatments, it's no big deal either Not way. at all. Not at all. I th- you know, and, and you know, when, when you guys come in, they, they said, is, you know, when you're on testosterone, it can reduce your sperm count a little bit. Not like completely, but when you're on it, it can, it can definitely lower it a little bit. That's why I tell, ask guys particularly, are you trying to have a child right now? If you are, we probably shouldn't do testosterone right now. And so if, but if you're not. I would think the opposite. You would think the opposite, right? Right, right. But, so, but it's it actually your 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 testicles don't produce as much because it's getting it from somewhere else a little bit. So they kind of they just kind of go on vacation for a bit. But once you know it, you stop and the pellets are nice because it, it's a slow come down, so your body can kind of bring it back up naturally again. So, so. As, as far as uh, the the pellet therapy, it's every four or five months. Yeah, every four months or so. I think they last about five, but we we don't want you to crash and burn or anything. That's why I kind of want to keep your ride in it. So I, I usually suggest every four months for the pellets. Um, you know, ladies need to do it every three. I think guys about every four months or so. Yeah. And as far as, like you said, the, if you're getting the testosterone from someplace else besides your testicles and your testicles kind of take a little bit of a break, mm-hmm. Is there a, is that a side effect that is uh, reversible? Like Absolutely. You, you stop taking the pellets and you go back to producing just yes. more testosterone? Yeah, yeah. I, I tell guys, you know, if we stop the pellets a year from now, whatever, you're kind of going to go back to the way you are like you were before. Right. But as we age, though, we kind of lose a little bit every year. But a lot of my guys, they actually get healthier when they're on the testosterone. They lose weight. They put on more muscle. So then they're actually producing a little bit more and they need less and less of the pellets every time I see them or less every year. So absolutely, I think while you're on it, it does suppress a little bit. But a lot of guys come to me, they're already so low in the first place that like, 
their body's not even producing hardly any. So it's good to substitute it so they can get healthier again. So they can go get their blood work done and then you'll check out their levels and there's guys who are really, really low and then you put right. uh, more pellets mm-hmm. to get them up to a certain level. And if guys aren't as low, then there's less pellets. And so they're, Correct. they're so the guy who came in with uh, more testosterone, but it's right. still low for his age, would, uh, would get... Just a couple pellets. Say. That's correct. So my goal is to keep you within a certain therapeutic range. You always hear about like my testosterone is a thousand or whatever. I, I like guys around a thousand, eight hundred to a thousand. That's kind of my goal. You're still in that range, but you're not going over. I'm, I'm not here to make bodybuilders. I'm just not. Okay, we're we're here to get you to a healthy level, optimal levels, within the normal range, and it is based on your weight, your height, or excuse me, your weight, activity levels. Um, how, you know, how your blood, I mean, I don't touch a guy or even see him until I know what his blood work looks like first. And then once I see all that, we kind of make a plan for him and then tailor it to, to that specific individual. It's not a one size fits all here. And do you, uh, do anything outside of, I mean, I want you to put the pellets in as far as like, uh, like therapy or mindfulness or, mm-hmm. or, or, or meditation. I mean, as far as like getting connected to your inner male now that you have the testosterone back. Yes. Like I said, being wise with your testosterone as opposed to being young and dumb with your testosterone. Absolutely, right? So I tell guys, anytime you start putting testosterone in your body, you got to find a way to channel this energy that you have again, this libido, this energy. So I always say start working out. A lot of guys think it's a magical cure. They can go home and eat potato chips and burgers all day on the, sit on the couch and it's going to miraculously work for them. No, it's not. You got to, this is your chance to take advantage of it, take advantage of your investment and get going in the gym again. And when you do that, obviously exercise helps with stress and everything else. And testosterone helps with mental clarity and focus and all that. And so when they, when they get all this tandem together, it becomes more Zen, they become more centered and they have more overall, they just benefit themselves, you know, internally and externally. Now, I always see those articles in like men's uh, fitness magazines where it says, okay, you eat these foods, it will mm-hmm. increase your testosterone naturally. So if a guy gets the pellet treatments, he's mm-hmm. going to the gym and he changes his diet and starts eating some of those foods that will naturally, naturally increase your testosterone, yes. will, will those foods work in that way as well? I don't think they're going to get you to the levels like I could get you to, but they definitely right. help. I think, it, and you know what, you want to avoid certain things like soy. I tell guys, don't eat a lot of soy. That's, it's like an estrogen itself. So avoid soy products if you can, soybeans, soy milk. I don't know why everybody's trying to go soy these days for men. I mean, it's kind of strange. Is that a soy-based protein powder? Like after you work out, why go soy? Exactly. Soy-based protein powders, all this, soy burgers and all that. I don't know what what the deal with that is, but I would suggest men don't don't eat soy if you can. You're going to increase your estrogen levels and you're kind of blocking your testosterone. But certain foods, I think, help. You know, Certain nuts, good fatty acids that have the good fats in it. That's always a good thing. And always we hear about cholesterol too. Cholesterol is the building block for all of our hormones, our steroids, everything else. And then we have all the, everybody's being put on cholesterol blockers now. So I see a lot of guys come in they're, they have like pretty much no testosterone or decreased testosterone because they're on these these cholesterol blockers. So now, as far as what uh, you provide your services at uh, New Mail Medical Center, mm-hmm. obviously testosterone improvement yes. is is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also mentioned erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. because a guy's ego, his identity, a lot Absolutely. of times is, is connected directly to his penis and, and its usability. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, is is the testosterone to help with that, or is there something on top of that for erectile dysfunction, testosterone and something else? Good question, both. So I think with what a lot of guys always think when they come to me, they think their erectile dysfunction is because of strictly because of low testosterone. And I kind of want to separate the two and say that you've got a hormone issue and sometimes you have a blood flow issue here. So the testosterone, yeah, it gets you hornier, it gets your libido up and you feel better, it gets you healthier. So it kind of works indirectly and it's this holistic thing. 
But their ED, that, that's kind of a separate issue, I think, in itself. And we have other treatments for that. What's one of the major causes of ED besides an ugly wife? Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Major cause. Oh, health, health problems. Uh, you know, uh, you know this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, you know, they say the, the penis is kind of the window to the body. So if your thing's not working as well down there, something else is going on. And a lot of guys have diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity. They're not in shape. When you're not in shape, you're not getting good blood flow down there, right? So... I think that's part of it, uh, a big part of it. There's certain medications that cause it, stress. Heck, I mean, how many times you hear, you know, it's probably happened to all of us, where you're stressed out and it just won't work that day because you have just got too much on your mind. And, you know, a lot of times women don't understand that. They're just like, oh, you're not, a, is it because me? You're not attracted to me anymore? But I tell, I always try to tell the woman too on top of it, it's not you. It's seriously, we have, men have problems too. Well, you guys go through menopause. You've even had it. I've even had it. Really? I've had it happen to me before. Because that, that was a really, I mean, uh, a, a personal story you were, yeah. you were reading like right there. there. It was like, it was, is, oh. it, is it me? Is it me? <laughs> really, that really happened. It really happened. I well, mean, so what was the problem? Well, I mean, for you at that time, was it stress for you? Absolutely stress. And I wasn't, I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping enough. You know, I found out I, I had sleep apnea at one point because I was starting to get overweight. And so the, all these little things started contributing. That told me when that thing stopped working as well, something else is going on here. And then, but women need to understand that like this and I and guys listen to this because you can tell them it came from the doc because a lot of times women say you know you can't get it up because you're not attracted to me anymore or you're cheating on me or something else and that just puts more stress on the guy right, right? you're that's going through your head and I'm just trying to tell these guys listen bring your wife I will tell them this this, this is a true medical problem guys go through just like women they, they, they get dry when they go through menopause or they have you know dysfunction as well well guys have it too but you know we have to make something come up you know and make something work Women don't have as much of a job, I don't think, in terms of to get, you know, right. to, to perform, if but you will. I think, yeah, with the with the stress level that guys can have to cause that, and then if, you, like I said, you're overweight and there's health issues going on, it can only get worse when you lose the ability to get an erection right. and your identity as a man. Absolutely. So, I can't imagine your health or your stress getting any better when you put that on top of it. Now it's like, well, now what... What's my identity? What's my purpose? Right. And, and and it's embarrassing. Obviously, this conversation you had with this woman who was looking at your, at your flaccid penis <laughs> was was very embarrassing for you. And she's like, well, you don't like it? Yeah. You don't like me? He doesn't, or did you say he doesn't like me? I've uh -oh. had that before. What? He doesn't like me? But mine was more of a whiskey thing than anything else. <laughs> right. It was like one, yeah. two, one, two minute shots. <laughs> wasn't gonna go. He was already passed out. Right. Looks like I was, <laughs> we were both going to sleep there that night. Nobody was driving. <laughs> uh, Johnny, you want to admit a personal story when you had erectile dysfunction? Uh, well, I didn't know. I mean, I can't. <laughs> never, huh? <laughs> oh, never had it. You know what I mean? No. What, what, what would that do to your uh, your mentality, uh, your identity, if if one day you, you couldn't perform? Uh, well, you know, actually, I was thinking, I was just thinking that um, in my family, we do suffer from depression. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a clinical thing that goes through my family. Sure. And I was thinking maybe this might be some form of help towards that. I mean, if you're really feeling good down there, that might overall just make that depression a little bit more helpful. Well, is that I, something that... Absolutely. Well, I think intimacy or having a relations and, and good sex life is going to help your stress. It's going to help you be less depressed. I mean, it's there's a lot of good things with sex. Obviously, that comes out of it. It's not a bad thing. I think we kind of shun it here in America so much and look down on it. You know, it's like it's part of life. It's, it's naturally right. I mean, we should be, we should have a healthy sex life and it's important not only for the physical part, but the intimacy and the bonding part between two people. So, but well, I yeah. mean, it's almost like you could call this the, the pellets. There's like t testosterone pellets, right? Is that what you call them? Testosterone yeah, pellets. Pellets. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
confidence pellets. Confidence, yeah. I mean, if, if so you, they can understand. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a hormone, but that hormone drives us as men so yes. much so. Absolutely. And women have it too, and it drives their libido as well. So mm-hmm. like you said earlier, women will be on the testosterone pellets as well. And yes. they come in and get testosterone for what reasons? The same reasons? Same thing. I mean, a lot of women start, so many women I see like, I can't even, they tell me, you know, when I was 30, 40 years old or even in their 20s, I thought about sex all the time. I think women think about sex just as much as men do. But then they're like, I don't even think about it anymore. I could care less. And and I see guys that say that too. They, you know, they, she'll say, I see, I see a hot guy walk by and I don't even think anything of him. And, you know, guys have that as well. But once we replace that testosterone in women, give them that spark back, I mean, libido translates into energy. It translates into focus. It translates into your livelihood and vitality. And when, when you don't have a libido, it's like... You just feel kind of dead, if you will, right? Yeah, I think uh, connecting, uh, like, yeah, the mind and the body, and and because I, th- it's almost like if you have erectile dysfunction and you're overweight and you have some stress going on, it's almost like the body, you know, going back to caveman saying, mm-hmm. you are not ready to reproduce. You right. are not a physical, physically healthy enough to make offspring. Absolutely. So we're going to keep your junk from working. It's Darwinian. Yeah, do you think that might be part of it? Like, it's that's like, like women at a certain age, like you say, go through menopause. Like, okay, you had your birthing years, and now you're at an age where you know what? You're not in the right frame to be having children right, right now. So right. we're going to stop you from doing that. Maybe the same thing happens to guys, and so yeah. if we get the pellet replacement therapy and we get our minds right mm-hmm. and feeling better then and it starts working again it's like okay you are and that's almost a barometer like i said of your entire health mentally and physically right and i think evolutionary wise right if you're not if you're not physically fit enough or mentally fit enough to take care of offspring you probably shouldn't have them right but but you want to be there and, and that's why it's important to not just get the the hormone replacement but also lead a healthy lifestyle on top and start exercising and start eating right again i mean if your thing's not working down there and you feel like that, should be a kick in the ass to tell you, hey, man, something's going on in my body. I need to start doing something again. Because when you're 18, you know how you felt. You were, you're like Superman. You could, you could go all day. You could eat what you want and not gain any weight. And you had all this energy. But now something, something else is going on. And it's time to you know, wake up. And I tell, them this, tell guys, when you get these pellets and you start feeling that, this is going to be the first day of the rest of your life. So start taking advantage of it. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, it seems like we didn't have uh, the internet and social media uh, as accessible where we could take DPs and send them to picture, uh, send, send them to people, right? I so, didn't. What's a DP? <laughs> Here, let me show you Johnny's phone. They're, they're full of them. Uh, but it's almost, having, like I said, the testosterone and being a young man, when it naturally comes in and it's flowing heavy and high, mm-hmm. is that you don't have the maturity to where it's like you might be sending DPs to women, right. where it's like uh, where it can get you almost into trouble. And especially in this day and age, there's so sure. many people get into trouble for oh, yeah. sensitivities and things like that. That uh, it's like when you have a son, like uh, Eric has, he's one year old right now, but I have a 15 year old son. So as far as where the testosterone, I mean, I see, you know, he's going to have to shave his face. And yep. he was uh, getting his pubic hair and pit hair way yep. earlier than I did. I was a late bloomer to the game. Mm. I probably didn't get any till I was, a, like, between my sophomore and junior year. Johnny. Of college? <laughs> you know, it's almost. I mean, seriously, I have a picture of me in Florida, uh, senior year, spring break. I didn't have any chest hair at all. And then I go to college, and my chest hair came in. I mean, so it's like, as far as, like, 
If you're a late bloomer to the game, are you a, a late loser to the game? Meaning your, your testosterone stays longer? Is there any research on that? I don't, I don't know about that. I don't think so. I mean, some people just bloom a little bit later. I think that's when your testicles descend or whatever it is. And you kind of go through puberty. And it happens to women. But I am seeing people these days, I think, going through puberty sooner. I mean, I don't know if it's the hormones in our food, et cetera, but you see late, like mm. women now, they're like developing faster. I think men are developing faster as well. Um, but you can say that because you're a doctor. If any of us said, oh, these girls are developing sooner. Then oh, then <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, just, just in general, I think that, yeah, I, I can see where the, yeah, I can see where that would be. You're a doctor. You're allowed. <laughs> right. But I mean, developmentally wise, like, you know, physically, I think we're seeing it. I mean, men and women are, are, are just starting to, male and female are starting to develop a little bit sooner now. Is there any association with that, like you said, uh, the hormones in food? I'm wondering that. I don't know what the correlation is. Um, but I, th- I think we're just, you know, and people are bigger now these days too. They just, and I think part of it's our food and, and the hormones in it as well. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure what's causing that. Now, as, as far as like, uh, except my son getting taller and, mm-hmm. and, and getting that manly face, like, okay, the jawline's coming in, the, the cheekbones are more defined, yep. the, the musculature uh, is coming in. It's like, wow, he's, you know, the, the hair on the legs. I mean, mm-hmm. really, the guy has like uh the hair on his legs looks like the hair on the arms of uh, what's Robin Williams. Oh wow! I mean, like I was like, wow, he's like a freshman. He's just got. <laughs> hey, these, Dad, I gotta start shaving. He's got these woolly mammoth legs. I'm like, um, as a guy in my 40s, or guys who are listening to this are gonna start taking it 50s and mm-hmm. 60s. It, will things like that also come come back? Because I know if you like too much testosterone, you start losing your hair. But yeah. will it be like a like an early puberty where it's like, wow, I'm my my beard is coming in thicker now. I never yes. really could grow. It will happen like that Absolutely. too. Absolutely. So one of the signs of low testosterone, I see guys they actually start losing hair on their legs. They're like, man, I used to have all this hair on my legs. I don't yeah, have. Yeah, start it getting patchy. Yeah, you start yeah. getting patches. You yeah. start losing patches of hair. But one thing I like about testosterone, it's almost like being Wolverine. And here's why. You're increasing protein synthesis or the form because you're building muscle. You're also building hair. So a lot of guys tell me once they get on this stuff, they get hairier again. Their beard grows faster and things start healing quicker. So I almost say it's like kind of like being like Wolverine. You've got this healing factor going on. That's why you recover better when you work out. You know, you're, you you shave more often. You start growing hair in certain places. You never thought you could grow hair sometimes, you know. So don't you think this is like a major factor in the, in the whole quest for longevity when it comes to life expectancy? It's like you cannot live to be 150 right. unless you be, are able to maintain the hormone that makes you Wolverine. Because if I don't have that and I keep mm-hmm. deteriorating over time, it's like once you lose it completely and it's gone, you're, that's when you die. It's well, almost like the universe saying you're worthless. Well, think about it. You're, when you're 18, right, your hormones are like way up here. They're, they're high. But your health problems are down here. You don't have health problems when you're 18, right? You, you don't have heart disease. You don't have uh, di- usually you don't get diabetes unless you're type 1. But I mean, you don't get diabetes and, and all that and, and high blood pressure and all that when you're 18, but your hormones up here. But as we age and our hormone levels decrease, health problems start going up. You see, there's that correlation of that inverse correlation between the two. And so that's when you have less energy. You don't feel as good as you used to. It takes you a longer time to recover. I mean, I'd get injured when I was 18 or 21 and I could snap right back in, you know. Or remember when we could party when we were 18 oh, or 21? Yeah. Now it's like, man, I can't. It takes me a week to recover sometimes if I, if well, I have Frank's a long a night. Frank's a superhero in that way. He'll wake up after we drink. Yeah, I've never, I've never have, uh, 
got a hangover in my no life. No kidding. Yeah. We all went to reason. Ireland, and I, he would wake up in the morning and just be like, where are we going next? And we we're all like, shut up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're going to, well, come back and get me. I'll be in, uh, I'll be in my room for a little while longer. And uh, I, I've just never experienced a hangover. There might be some gene inside of me that is some you know, mutated gene where I don't. Mm-hmm. I just read some place where there was an older woman who had a mutated gene where she didn't feel pain. Oh, my God. And they figured this out because she went to get like hip replacement, and they replaced her hips. And she was like, you know... I mean, her recovery, they're like, wait a second, you shouldn't be dancing already, old lady. you got to get on like the treadmill or uh, on a bicycle yeah. or something to work these hips back into place. But there's like, some mutated gene inside of her that she couldn't even feel pain. Wow. And it, for her. <laughs> so, yeah, as far as being uh, on testosterone, it's like, like you are feeding your natural genes to do that sort of thing. I mean, obviously, there's a gene deterioration over time, and these keep your those genes re- Yes, I think you're, en- you're enhancing everything. Yes, you're kind of optimizing it. And, and it's funny you say that because I have a lot of patients who are on testosterone and maybe some other types of hormone therapy, and they tend to recover faster after surgeries than, than your typical person. Because think about after surgery, if you have a hip replacement or a knee replacement, you start losing that muscle because you're not working it out as much, right? But if you can preserve that muscle more and, and get it healthy again, whether you have to do physical therapy and all that stuff, it's going to recover faster and you're going to heal quicker with this. And, and, and so I think it's somewhat, yeah, it is kind of the fountain of youth in some ways. Is there like a major movement right now uh, as far as like, I don't remember hearing anything about this when I was younger, but maybe I didn't hear about it because I didn't need it. Uh-huh. But is there a major movement right now towards uh, hormone therapies? I think there's been such a stigma about it, right? Whenever you heard about hormones and stuff, it was in the Olympics or performance enhancement, oh, testosterone, bad, blah, 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 and this and that. But I think if you, there is a movement. And if, I think if you have it medically monitored and, and followed, if you do it the right way and you don't overdose, right? We're not here to make bodybuilders or, or performance enhancement, um, then I think it's it can be done right. And I think that's why more and more people are open to it because I see people getting off a lot of their drugs that they've been on for high blood pressure, diabetes, and they're getting you know unhe- more unhealthy. But when they get on the hormones, they actually get healthier. So yeah, I think I think there's more open mindedness about it now. But I think we still have to get over that stereotype of testosterone is steroids equals bad, you know. And I think that just came from too much publicity, negative publicity on it. And I always tell people, if you drink a glass of wine a day, it's okay. If you drink two bottles, you're probably going to be an asshole, or it's not good for you, right? I mean, yeah, have you everything- met Heidi. Actually, I think isn't Heidi uh, also also a patient? I know it's like doctor patient confidentiality, but she's admitted to. But she's admitted to it, so yeah. Yeah, she uh, heard the 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 ads that I was doing for you on on KLOS, and she uh, went in and said that yeah, she's also on it as well, and uh, and she's loving it. She loves it, yeah. And we need to get Frosty in there. I mean, Frosty's lost 60 pounds dieting himself. He's done a great job. But I think if we got his blood work done and tested his testosterone, oh boy, we're we're probably looking at something negative. Can you put those in gravy, directly in gravy? (laughs) Yeah. Those pellets? Can you put uh, like a hard chocolate covering over the pellets (laughs) and can you just take them? And then we'll just stroke his neck? Yeah, yeah. can we just make him look like M&Ms? Because then he could probably take them. So it makes women hornier, this stuff? Absolutely. So yes. for all the guys listening who don't have a problem down there yeah. and none of this applies to them, but our wives got into this rut of sex becoming a function of making babies. Right. And then after all that was done, all the babies are done. They say, seem to not be quite as horny as they were before all the baby making happened. It's, this could help that? Yes. But, but I have some ladies that tell me they are even hornier after they 
after they have a baby or when they get their early 40s. My like, friend's wife is not at all. That's not at all the oh. case. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, we definitely they need it. I mean, women lose it too. But here's here's the problem sometimes. I'll, I'll optimize a guy and he'll be like up here wanting it all the time. Right. And his wife's like, crap, man. It's We have to do it again. So it's important. That well, sounds like it. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a friend of a friend. <laughs> right. My friend has a huge penis. Right. Just, <laughs> well, I don't really know that about my friends. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Eric. Uh, That's you, interesting. Do you have any, uh, any more questions for Dr. Asandra today? No, I think I'm good. I think I understand. I, I guess getting back to the ladies and stuff, do you suggest this to couples that couples should maybe come in together and get on to the same plan so that they kind of stay at the same, you know, four month? intervals to kind of you know keep yes. that going in their yes lifestyle? and no you, you might have one person that needs it and the other person doesn't like i have ladies that come in and say i want it all the time my husband he just comes home falls asleep on the couch after a day of work and does just watch tv you know but so someone like him i or a couple like that maybe we put him on it and sh- see how she does I, I always tell him you're gonna you're gonna surpass her soon with this um so yeah i, I do suggest they both come in on now they have to be the right age I, if they're still trying to have kids no I don't want them doing it if they're you know, trying to have fertility or they have other issues going on. But it's that's why there's a big screening process, and that's why I have to talk to them and check their blood work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just everybody who walks in, we just stick pellets in them, right? It's We've got to talk to them. We've got to, it's, it's got to be done the right way and medically monitored, too. So we're checking blood work you know, three or four times a year on most of our patients, at least. So this could potentially save marriages. I've saved many marriages. I think I think it's it's one of the things. I had a guy come into me the other day. Very sad story. He said he hasn't had an erection in ten years. Oh, two marriages gone because of that. And within about a couple months, we had him working again. We had hormone therapy, a couple other therapies. He's like, "Where was this ten years ago, Doc? I would have I would not been divorced and and, and alone right now." You know, it's 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 important that we. That the but which function. wife did he miss the most? The first one that he divorced because he didn't have erections, or the second one? The first yeah, one. He said, "Where were you ten years ago?" I would have been divorced. Yeah. I would have never married that second bitch. Right? I'm kidding. I'm, 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 kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm sure she was nice. I'm sure she was. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. Priority Mail's podcast. If you want to ask uh, Dr. Asandra any questions, Priority Mail Podcast at gmail.com. We'll answer those the next time around when we do episode three. Uh, if you want to make an appointment. Just go to uh, newmail.com, N-U-M-A-L-E.com, and uh, change your life. Roll back that clock. It's the, the, the stigma should not be on it anymore. This is about uh, living healthy, living happy, and, uh, and being a guy. That's what it's about. Guy. All right. Thanks, Thanks Frank. Dr. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, guys. 